Welcome to The Worst Week Yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week we do our best to get to the bottom of what's really going on in this world and then react with appropriate levels of disgust and dismay. I am your host, Andrew Hillary, and I am joined once again in the same room for the first time in forever by Deanna Mackey. What's up, Deanna? How you doing, buddy? Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm over here. I like that I went from sometimes co-host to co-host to now I get, get no title. You're like, I'm just joined. Just, this bitch is here. She's here. You get She's, it. She, that's the same one. Um, I've established a, a, a troubling correlation. Okay. Which is like... <laughs> When I'm not on the podcast, somehow my week is even worse. And I'm so mad that this shitty podcast is somehow the fucking glue. Well, you know, there's only one thing that we can do. And that's stick together, Deanna. Not because the podcast is the glue. Yeah, no, that's... that's <laughs> green button already. Oh, man. God damn it. So it's not just me and Deanna. As you may have seen in the, the title of the episode, we are joined with a fantastic, a first-time guest calling in live from Los Angeles. He's the host of the Read the Bible with Me podcast. Give it up for the big hern himself, Steve Hernandez. Hello. Hi. Hi to both of you. I'm so happy to be here. We're going to have a great time. Oh, I like yeah. that you said hi to both of us. Like, like <laughs> you know, nobody's listening to this podcast. Oh, no. I, I love that for you. <laughs> I thought he was talking to the two people that listen. Um. <laughs> he was actually talking to me and Emma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't say you, Andrew. Get the fuck, fuck out of here. Fuck, God damn it. The dog always gets a hello. I got to work for mine. Um, Steve, welcome to the show. I was telling you before we started, I was a big fan of your show, The Male Gaze, where Yins, uh, Yins did a little bit of a weekly review, and uh, you were saying that it became uh, disenfranchising, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, we we uh, we kept doing it all the way through the pandemic, too. It's a podcast we did, a news podcast similar to this one with uh, Brody Reed. Uh, Alan Strickland Williams and Zed Kutzinger. But uh, yeah, just scouring the news every week uh, is heartbreaking. And then trying to like laugh about it. There's some stuff that is just terrible, especially watching our country go down the tubes. See, and here's the thing. Like just before <laughs> we started, we were talking about how I don't read the news and like Andrew pays too much attention to the headlines. And then I find out about stuff as he tells me. And I think that that's what allows me to joke about it. Like if I was absorbing it through actual news outlets, <laughs> I would have to acknowledge that it's real news and then it would be less funny. But like, I'm like, oh yeah, this is just some stupid shit my stupid friend said on our stupid <laughs> podcast. And that's what lets me make the jokes. Like that's why, Andrew, I'm sorry, that's why I'm funnier than you is because... <laughs> You're you're absorbing this as real news. <laughs> I should just I'm going to do a thing where I'm not going to tell you when it might be weeks. It might be months. I'm just going to completely make up a story and get you to react to it. That's we, the, the worst we get is going to do fake news. It's only a matter of time. I think we already have, actually. I, I, yeah. I often only read the headlines and then forget the context of most stories. I mean, we've definitely done erroneous <laughs> news, if not fully fake news. I thought you were going to say that one week you were just going to like call me on <laughs> on a Sunday morning and be like, you have to find that. You have to make the change. <laughs> that really you're would like, be the worst week. If yet. you're like, I'm going to be the funny one this time. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh, I would never do that to you or our 
couple of listeners. They, I don't know if they would. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We should try it. April Fool's Day prank next year. Um, we'll put that one on the back burner. We're so, fools every day. Just pick yeah, it up. I, I just want to state, I don't think a joke or a prank is when you just lie to someone. All right. I want to clear that up. That's not a good prank. Lying to someone. Yeah. Like, can you imagine like Shaggy being like, yeah, well, when I said it wasn't me, that was it was it was a prank. It was a prank. Yeah. Like, I, yes, you did catch me banging on the counter, but that was just April gotcha. Fool's. You fell for it. I honestly didn't know if you were going to talk about the pop star Shaggy or Scooby Doo Shaggy, so I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> That's the best part about any story that starts. With, That's like Shaggy. Is this like, ooh, where are you going? With this? I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I actually fan of was going to talk about Shaggy Two Dope from ICP. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking curveballs already. Listen, we do have Fago here. We have Fago in this house. Red Pop. So take it easy. I'm a huge fan that you just had, you pulled that shaggy thing right out of your head right now. <laughs> just always thinking of it wasn't me. <laughs> she is the funny one. She wasn't kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm over here like scrambling shit down on a paper like, I need a better joke. Um, yeah. It's fine. It's not going to happen. Remember but that's okay. outside when I was like, I don't write jokes. I'm just funny. That's it. I do. And it, it will haunt me for the rest of my days. And that's fine. Um, so Steve, Deanna, we do have some bad news to get to, but before we do that, we have to thank our sponsors. Now, Steve, this is a Patreon funded podcast. I'm not sure if you're aware. We have over two dozen patrons and we are grateful for each and every one of them. Uh, now listeners, you may be aware. We just recently started a Patreon watch along series where Kennedy Cooper and I are rewatching the Amazon show, the boys, which is. We recorded an episode. It was really fun. Kennedy's never seen The Boys. Um, and we joked about after we do The Boys, we're going to rewatch the HBO series Girls. And, you know, just get like a real gender studies thing going on. I think you should watch Little Women. <laughs> Wait, that's a movie, not a TV show, right? Yeah. maybe. Yeah. Is that the one where they're like, um, there's like, they, they show them as adults and as like preteens or whatever, and they go back and forth? I and like... What's her name's in it? Uh, no. <laughs> I, just ba based on that, maybe, but no, because you're dumb. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I guess I do need to rewatch Little Women. Um, <laughs> but yes, we have patrons. <laughs> if you sign up, uh, you can get bonus episodes for as little as two fifty a month. But if you sign up at ten dollars a month, you get a very special personalized. Thank you on each episode. So I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, big shout out to Herman Kane, AJ from Baltimore, Amanda Pucci, CIA Brainbugs, Patrick, leave me alone, Zap Actions Downer, and Josh Troopin. Thank you guys so much for your support. Patreon.com slash worst week yet. Become a sponsor of the show. I'll send you a sticker in the mail if you're comfortable giving me your home address. They're not. Um, <laughs> I have a real serious question. Okay. If no, Not for you. <laughs> if you're out there, if you're listening, G. Ryan Gaines, what happened? How do we lose your affection? I don't know. Yeah. Are you calling out someone for stopping your for subscribing to your Patreon? Yes, you can't, yeah. do, you can't do that. Yes, I can. I just fucking did. Okay, for additional for additional context, he has been a guest on the show. Also, like 
is someone I know in my personal, like went to high school with my sister. Like it is someone <laughs> I know additional, additional to this. Like it wasn't just someone who like, Oh, we've read his name before. And now we didn't read his name. It, it, it's someone I, I know. Personally. Yes. Uh, so G Ryan Gaines, write in, let us know. Actually, let us know if it was me. If it wasn't me, if it was Deanna, don't tell us. Just ignore this. Or if it's Deanna's sister, if she did something <laughs> bad to you. <laughs> In 2002, when they, when yeah. they graduated high school. <laughs> G. Yeah. Ryan Gaines was listening to an episode. He's like, wait a minute. These guys are fucking idiots. I yeah. Honestly, I don't blame you. Um, but we are grateful for the support you've shown. And uh, you know what? Come back on the show. Uh, tell us live. We'll get you back on as a guest. Come on the pod. <laughs> Answer for for yourself. Jesus Christ. Well, that's enough of that. We are doing a great job. Emma's about to unplug the computer. I can see it now. Get out of there. What are you doing? What are you doing? Ema, reduce. We've got some news to talk about. Uh, now, uh, the last seven days was once again. <laughs> yep. She ripped it out. God damn it. <laughs> it's because her rope was tangled in it. Don't accuse my dog of anything. Okay, first of all, she lives here. Your bitch ass is just here for the free air conditioning. You're just here for the air conditioning. I'm here because you deserve the air conditioning. Yeah, thanks. I'm a real cunt when I'm not temperature, <laughs> when I'm not climate controlled. It's, it's fucking. That's why in the wintertime you record all of our podcasts while lying on a hot rock. <laughs> 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 is the sound working? Steve, are you still there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, he's like, I just, I, hate, I, I hate it. So, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm just waiting for you guys to calm down, whatever you're doing right now. <laughs> oh, no, that doesn't, that, if you're waiting for that to speak, I would caution against that. Just don't, actually, if you're, so we'll, we'll talk to you at the outro, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, rather than waiting for us to calm down, I would just put, suggest, you know, like get get on our level. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta meet people where they're at, right? Right. <laughs> I like to lay in the cut and figure out what the fuck's going on. I think that's an intelligent way to conduct he likes yourself. To lay on a hot rock and <laughs> wait to see what happens. So the news, we've got some. First, we're leaving in with there was some election results this week. Now Pennsylvania had a big primary, lots of national attention on our little Commonwealth over here. Uh, we had first and foremost John Fetterman, the guy who looks like a fucking rejected pro wrestler. He won the Democratic primary. Um, not the biggest John Fetterman fan, but I. I am a huge anti Connor Lamb fan. Uh, so it's good that at least that little fucking idiot didn't win. So his opponent in the Republican Senate primary, it's still unclear. They haven't figured out who won, but it's looking like it might be Dr. Oz officially. Now, the worst we get, I think we called the election for Dr. Oz the day he announced. Yeah, Senator, so Mr. Doctor. Dr. Senator, man. And Dr. Senator Oz. Yeah, there's going to be a recount. I don't fucking know. But yeah, so Fetterman versus Oz. I I don't see any Why way. does that sound like an MMA, like a <laughs> UFC, like tonight in the hexagon, Fetterman <laughs> versus Oz. Like, what the fuck? That is a hell of a, that's probably going to be one of the most like uh, nationally like spotlighted um, uh, elections, correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pennsylvania is like, it's supposedly a pretty blue state, but it did go for Trump in 2016. And like, you know, Dr. Oz, 
he's a fucking idiot, but he has that name recognition. Everybody knows who Dr. Oz is. In Pennsylvania, in most of America, we have like Republicans versus Democrats, but in Pennsylvania, we have gym shorts versus lab coats. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you, what's wrong with, uh, what do you have against John Fetterman? I want the inside scoop. Um, he's just like, he's kind of like in bed with, you know, some big money in, in certain ways. He was like the mayor of a like small, like town close to Pittsburgh for a while. And, you know, he does like a lot of good publicity stunts. Like he got, uh, the dates, I believe of every person that was murdered under his watch tattooed on him, which is like, I don't know. It's just at one point he like uh, years ago, he pulled a gun on a black guy that was just like walking down the street because he was like felt threatened or something. I don't. It's, I have friends that pay more attention to like local politics that that I trust that told me that they're not a big fan of them. So I kind of just deferred to that. I mean, it's just the same as like in so many ways, and I'm not. I'm not certainly anti. John Fetterman. And I also, I, I'm actually a big fan of his wife. Like, I think she does a lot more than he does, which Kel surprise, color me fucking surprised. Don't. <laughs> um, but it, I, he did let a lot of gentrification go down in the area that he was the mayor of. Um, there is a Pittsburgh like restaurateur that is, that has done some like you know, like, oh, I'm going to open a space in this community and it's going to be X, Y, Z and it's going to benefit the community overall. But then when it's like not, when the financing of that falls apart, like the community kind of ends up holding the bag or like the community is who gets left high and dry. And John Fetterman let that go down with the same person in the same area more than once. Like, I think, I think that there was less of a connection to actual like grassroots uh, community rejuvenation and restoration and more like a, a bit of connection to like, yes, we need to, re we need to restore this community or reinvent this community. But then in the way of like replacement rather than Renaissance, if that makes sense. And so in that way, he's unpopular though. I think often his heart is in the right place. Just his brain is, you know, white guy. It's like one of those things where, you know, in relative to other senators, he might be pretty progressive. But like at the end of the day, like he's not in any way like an anti-capitalist or he's not going to actually like really push to make substantial change in any of the current systems that are kind of fucking up and breaking everything. So, you know, like I said, yeah, he's like the teacher that's like cooler than the other teachers. But at the end of the day, like that motherfucker's still a teacher, you know? <laughs> He's still going to bust you for weed. Mm -hmm. I was just about to say, like, he's still going to tell the guidance counselor if you're smoking weed. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I, just regular. So he's just like a le regular, like liberal bullshit, that kind of shit. He I believe that he is. But he also like because he's like six foot nine and he like literally looks like a like he's a shaved head and a goatee and he like wears a hoodie and shorts in the wintertime. Like he, so he has this like he's like off the beaten path looking, but like, I don't think that his uh, actions quite match that um, so much as people perceive them to. Like I said, his wife is actually doing so way so much more. I feel like than he is. Yeah. So, yeah, I love his wife. I think when I first heard about him a couple of years ago, I started following her on Instagram. I like how she just like makes her kids take pictures a lot. And they're like, <laughs> they're like really bummed out to be taking the pictures. It just makes me laugh. 
Yeah. It, remi- it actually reminds me of like my, my sister who's like a stay at home mom. So she is, uh, a, she is truly though, like a community champion and like an, a, an excellent person and a lovely woman. Also for the record, like I think John Fetterman is, is a lovely person, but in the way that like we need to be critical of all of the people holding government office, I think we can just be critical of him, you know? Yes, I absolutely agree. I've got a great uh, Dr. Oz story. Uh, uh, let me just tell you this. Uh, Ossify us. <laughs> I have it on good authority that at uh, the Brooklyn uh, Beckham wedding, I forget the name of the, the girl he just uh, married, but there was a, uh, at this Brooklyn Beckham wedding, there was a, this uh, silk like uh, train that ran down the middle of the aisle and it was over all these, the, these like water, this water thing. And uh, Dr. Oz was walked across the aisle on that thing and tripped and fell in the water (laughs) knee deep in the water two weeks like a month ago at the brooklyn beckham wedding and uh they had to help him like pull him out of the water and (laughs) now nobody said nobody said anything (laughs) now i'm just thinking about that episode of the office where Mm -hmm. jim lets michael fall into the like koi pond (laughs) and pretends like michael just fell and like if you're listening and you were the person that let dr oz fall into that water (laughs) i salute you it was in front of everybody he was like late and he fell in the water okay don't talk about my business like that (laughs) (laughs) um also in election results uh we had a a local uh person running for congress summer lee uh won her primary despite uh we i think summer lee is actually pretty decent you know it's it's tough to say summer lee is cool so i'm in i'm in for summer lee yeah um and it's tough because like you know, I thought AOC was cool, and then she got there and just, just had to start playing the game. So it's like I try not to get my hopes up for politicians that seem cool, uh, but I do like that she won because um, APAC or like whatever their political their new political action committee. It's like United for Democracy, some bullshit. They spent two million dollars trying to beat her, and they fucking lost. So that's always nice to see. Love to see, love to see it. Yeah. Also, like, love to see black women running for and obtaining office yeah. like excellent yeah Great. she's got a she's got definitely like a really good reputation around the community and stuff she was a state representative before yeah yeah also a person who really is like out here at community events actually doing work in the community and also like with communities like actually like investing time and energy in in finding out what community needs actually are and then working to like build a praxis around that rather than being like, Hey community, here's what you need. And the, the community's like, ah, and they're like, no, no, it is like, that's not how summer Lee moves. And I really mm-hmm. respect and appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, as I said, this is a bad news show. So we have to talk about the truly, truly heartbreaking election result. Uh, also from Tuesday, which is that, Friend of the show, Madison Cawthorn, lost his primary race. Rats. <laughs> Rats. No more cocaine orgies for Madison Cawthorn. <laughs> I would disagree. I think more cocaine orgies at this point. Like, if I was running for office and I lost, I would be like, fuck it. I'm having all the cocaine orgies now. 
I'm really interested to see what will happen because like he he's probably pretty pissed that like the entire Republican Party turned against him. I wonder if he'll like start trying to speak out more about what was going on with them. It's interesting to think about. Well, they don't care, so it doesn't matter what he says. Fair enough. Uh, right. I do. Like- I, I do love that he threatened. Did you see in his like his speech? He said he threatened that uh, dark MAGA was going to rise. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. What? <laughs> dark. <MAGA. laughs> what in the fucking wizarding world of bullshit? <laughs> yeah, he said like the dark side of MAGA. There's this like. There's that, a that, uh, darker side. <laughs> yes. Like him, you know, those kind of guys that are just evil uh, that aren't trying to be like regular, you know, regular Republicans are evil. It, I guess it's argue it's arguable uh, which one is worse. Someone who tries to be act like they're a good citizen or someone who's just straight calls themselves dark MAGA. Uh, <laughs> Because people are stupid and they fall for the other one. They think it's, you know, Republicans and Democrats are the same. Uh, but I don't oh, know. That, yeah. You're still mainstream MAGA? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dark MAGA is just like another variant, you know? Like, I don't understand, like, why I, I just can can men just go to therapy <laughs> so we can figure out what's going on once and for all? Because like the KKK has a grand wizard. Now we have a fucking dark MAGA. Like, why does it- yeah. Like what, why is this? What, why is this the road that we need to go down? Like, can, can y'all get it together? Look, they tell boys that they're allowed to go and play, but as soon as you become a man, you're not allowed to play anymore. And that's all these guys really want to do. They just want to do pretend. Yeah, it, can we do like, like, can we solve this with some LARPing <laughs> or like maybe like a Dungeons and Dragons retreat? Would that allow you to stop? <laughs> they should make Renaissance fairs year long and in every city across the country. Problem solved. <laughs> Look, we are solving things on this show. All right, so that's enough election news. I want to move on. Uh, this week, there was yet another mass shooting. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. They they, they just keep coming out with more. Um, the reason I want to talk about this, it was at a California church where a Taiwanese church group was attacked by a uh, Taiwanese man with Chinese parents over tensions between the two countries. Again, this is not why I want to bring this up. This is all horrifying stuff. Uh, one person was killed and five people were shot. But the reason I do want to talk about this is what happened after five people were shot is the shooter went to reload and the pastor hit him with a chair and then the entire congregation uh, dogpiled and hogtied him. So we have finally solved it. It's not what stops a bad guy with a gun, a good guy with a gun. It is a good guy with a chair. We figured it out. I can't believe you did all that for that joke, Andrew. <laughs> it's not a joke. I'm happy to see. <laughs> Don't worry. There will be more of those. But... I thought they, that you were going to have something with a little more pizzazz than good guy with a chair. I'm not going to lie. Look, we've tried a lot of things. And by that, I mean we've tried pretty much nothing to solve this, the problem of mass shootings. But look. You know, armed guards clearly don't stop things. What if we just had people with chairs? What if we had John Fetterman with a chair like a wrestling move? <laughs> yeah. Just ready to pop in and smack somebody Here's with a chair, thing, dude. It's like I'm not a gun I'm not a gun guy. I don't I'm too clumsy and sad for a gun. <laughs> and like 
so I'm not a gun guy, but I will fucking pop the trunk on someone. And that's just it. <laughs> like you have to be just, you just have to be ready to go. Like when I lived alone in a first floor apartment with a, like a, a street level window, I used to sleep with a, fr a frying pan and a knife next to the bed because like <laughs> I'll hit you and I'll stab you. I don't need a gun for that. Like I have 32 years of pent up rage. Look at me wrong. And I will fucking... <laughs> Yeah, like if you're coming at me with a gun, like I'll do something. I don't need a gun for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What does what does pop the trunk on you mean? I was trying <laughs> to figure it out. Oh, I did. You know, like go off. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna get something out of the trunk. You oh, are, no, right? No. I thought you were talking about like booty checking somebody or something. I've, no, this is clearly a phrase that uh, Steve, you and I are learning things. No, right now. I mean, okay. To be fair, it's like not a phrase. It's like. <laughs> It's that's just I just said it. It just came out, dude. It's a great phrase. It could mean I like uh, Andrew's booty bop. bop and yeah. thing. <laughs> Bow. So, so in my mind, like, I think where it went is like if you killed someone and you needed to get rid of their body, you would have to like put them in the trunk of the car. Yeah, and they, were, yeah, them. Like, they were yeah. steps great. They were steps to this. I like yeah, it a lot. Like, you know, like I'll pop the trunk on you. I'll fucking kill you and put you in it and drive away. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. And if nobody breaks in over the course of the night, you wake up, you got a, a, a frying pan and a knife, you're ready to make a nice little breakfast. You well, I, I do you with these bad <laughs> breakfasts. <laughs> I do I do think as leftists, I think it's we figured out um, that, that uh, we're not getting rid of guns. So I do think we have to begin to arm ourselves, correct? That is the consensus, and I think it is the right, uh, like the morally right argument is that, like, you know, there's there's not really any putting the genie, the toothpaste back in the tube. Guns are going to be everywhere, and it can't just be only bad people have them, so we might as well have them. That being said, as Deanna uh, alluded to, I feel the same way. I am way too clumsy and way too sad to have access to a gun. So, I mean, that's the bummer is that, you know, it's logically like, okay, we should all arm ourselves, but then it's like, oh, but if you are a person that struggles with suicidal ideations, you can't have a gun, so you're just one of the few people that doesn't have a gun at that point. And I mean, I like, can't have a gun because I am a medical marijuana user, which is insane because, like, medical marijuana makes me want to use a gun less. <laughs> Fair. Like, before I got the medical marijuana, I was like, I could use a gun. I could use a gun for something. Yeah, mine has nothing to do with that. <laughs> is, that's still intact over in Pennsylvania that you, if you yeah. get a medical, you can't use a gun. Listen, uh, so college sororities can't have houses because too many women living in one place is a brothel. So I, I can't, I can't stress to you enough how ass sideways our fucking rules are here. Oh man. Yeah. I, I guess the suicidal ideation, I guess that is a real thing. Um, I, I stopped drinking almost four years ago. So now I would have a gun. Um, I, you know, I bought a Vespa. I got a motorcycle license too, which I would have never done if I was mm -hmm. still drinking too. Um, cause, uh, yes, I never, I didn't trust myself on that. As a person who has drunk, drove a scooter in Thailand and crashed and flew <laughs> over the handlebars into a literal jungle. Honestly, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds incredible when you put it like that. Jeez. Yeah, no, it's like one of those things. I literally like I, I was I took a turn too hard and flipped over the handlebars and flew into the jungle. And I like s like stopped moving and like looked down and I didn't have a scratch on me. And I was just like laying in the brush and I just started laughing my ass off. <laughs> 
That sounds awesome. <laughs> but it's like one of those things that like looking back, I'm like, oh, I really tempted fate. I should make sure I never do that again. <laughs> yeah, my, almost all the gun owners in my life, my brother-in-law and his dad have uh like hundreds of guns between them they're mm -hmm. like some of the, they're like some of the most responsible people i, I know um but That's just uh, it. I'm also not a responsible people <laughs> <laughs> i was 20 minutes late for a podcast that i was hosting in my own home <laughs> uh but uh yeah yeah i guess we i i guess i have to do i get i have to buy one uh they're kind of expensive i don't, I don't want to spend four or five hundred dollars on them but I, i'm going to i guess Yep, yep. So arm yourselves unless you don't trust yourselves, listeners. That's our advice. Uh, let's move on to this is a bit of a fun story. Did you hear about so Grubhub on Tuesday? Uh, they announced that they were doing a promotion in New York City for free lunch for anyone who uses Grubhub. They just sent out a notification like, hey, you get free lunch today. What? Now, think about how many people there are in New York City. What? They did not warn anyone. They did not like they sent out like an like a spam looking email to restaurants, but like they didn't like say like, hey, this is going to happen. Like you like they barely let people know. So within hours uh, or within minutes, like th every single restaurant in the city was just like flooded with orders and there weren't enough drivers to pick them up. So all these restaurants are like sitting with like food that they cooked and now is getting cold and like orders shooting out of the printer. There's no drivers to pick them up. And like, it was complete fucking chaos. And all the while, like whoever runs Grubhub Twitter's uh, Grubhub's Twitter account kept tweeting out like only an hour left, get your free lunch while you can. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what they say? What's that? There's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> The green button. There you go. You did it. <laughs> it gets hard being the funny one. Sometimes I want to be the. Sometimes I want to be the unfunny one. I, I just want to look see easy. how the other side lives. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> you don't want to. You, yeah, you don't want to go there. I'm gonna go Andrew's back. just. <laughs> Andrew was just talking about killing himself. This is how bad it gets. That's how bad it is, okay? Well, to be fair, a significant portion of our friendship is built around both of us talking about killing ourselves. So I don't really think that that's the metric. Like, I think that's why I'm funny, but also why he's not, you know? What? I, but, I, but I believe Andrew when he talks about killing himself. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's harder. It's I'm I am be better looking, and so people believe less that I want to die. I I understand. <clears throat> I understand. Oh, no. Consumerism, capitalism, and the patriarchy have confused the issue once again. <laughs> oh no, I, I I believe that part. I do I do think it would be awful for you know knowing how terrible men are. It's like when the minute you turn twelve and like your uncle starts hitting on you, that that would make me want to kill myself. Also, yeah. Um, I'm a uh, I've been bartending for 14 years. I'm a huge restaurant guy. Um, this what Grubhub does and what, what a lot of these apps do, do are, are so horrible. They didn't even give these restaurants a heads up. They, they so, like sent an email, but it just looked like, you know, they send emails every day. So like it, it wasn't like urgent, urgent, like this is coming. Like these, prepare. These apps are what I would refer to uh, colloquially as dookie shoes. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me want to pop the trunk right now. I'm going to tell you that much right now. Fuck yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a complete fucking fiasco. Like, 
the the entire city like the the entire grubhub like the app kept crashing and like it was only like a 15 dollar free lunch coupon or whatever so like people were spending more than that so their payments were going through but then the restaurants were like we have a hundred fucking orders and there's no drivers like you're not getting this food and yeah just the the my least favorite part is that there will be absolutely no repercussions for grubhub and all these restaurants just wasted so much food and worked their asses off for for no fucking reason well so that's the thing it's it's a question of whether or not Grubhub actually has, like, to what extent they have partnerships with any of these restaurants. Because, like, when I was still in the service industry, one of the reasons why the restaurant I worked in stopped utilizing Postmates was because, or accepting orders from Postmates, was because Postmates had no relationship with the restaurant. And so they, there was no, like, regulating anything. Whereas the restaurant I worked in had a relationship with Grubhub where Grubhub was charging the customers full price for the food, but the restaurant was giving Grubhub 30% off. Hmm. Yeah. Like it, it was like a, some kind of like contractual partnership that involved an iPad and everything else. So I think if, if Grubhub had that type of relationship with these restaurants, then the communication should have been better. If Grubhub had like a Postmates esque relationship with these restaurants, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, and it, does, it, and it does. It does sound like they they did have a Postmate esque relationship with them. They didn't give any restaurants a heads up, um, and uh, yeah, all this food went to waste. Uh, I think the restaurants ended up losing a ton of money, but also. With these apps, uh, and I can't. A lot of these restaurants, you can't order anywhere except through the apps, mm-hmm. uh, even even for pickup, and they end up um, taking a big cut out of the check. Which I, I mean, I don't understand what the right thing is to do there. Sometimes I'll go online and I'll try to figure out uh, how I can order directly through the restaurant, and you just can't. Yeah, it seems like. You know, it seems like one of those things that was, it started off as like this interesting kind of cool idea. Same with like Airbnb. That's like, oh, yeah, no, we have the technology to like kind of make this like, uh, you know, meet this need or this desire that people have in a way that's like, oh, we just use the people's existing homes as new places to rent or uh, with like Uber. Like, oh, we just use everybody's car as a taxi cab. And it's like, oh, sweet. And then like. As it grows and expands, it ends up with just like a lot of people getting exploited and the quality of everything like deteriorating. Well, and the then- thing is that none of what we do, like nothing scales. Right. You know, these are all things that on a small community level would be fine, like ride sharing and like that, like that kind of stuff makes sense. But then like when it gets to such a large scale, it just doesn't, it flops. It actually doesn't flop. It implodes. Yeah. So I don't know. Everybody uh, go to grubhub.com slash worst week yet and get your free lunch. Uh, Let's move on. This week, we have some exciting news from our... Don't look at me like that. (laughs) We have some exciting news from our friends in the trucker convoy. Uh Uh-oh. Steve, have you been following the trucker convoy that is still happening? 
I did uh, not. I did not know it's still happening. The truckers aren't even following the trucker convoy. They're just like <laughs> driving around aimlessly. They're just on a blunt ride at this point. Well, you know, they were in Washington, D.C. a few months back, and then they were like, this isn't working. We're going to go drive across the country. And then they made it all the way out to California where a bunch of teenagers threw eggs at them in Oakland. And then they were like, this is also not working. We're going back to D.C. <laughs> so that's where we last left them. This week, they finally made it back to our nation's capital. And on Wednesday, they drove around the Beltway Loop again with no real plan and got stuck in rush hour traffic. But they said, hey, we're not done here. We're going to occupy the city. And so there was a meeting with all the leadership of the trucker convoy where they, they told everyone, okay, we're going radio silent. Everyone should be prepared to leave at a moment's no notice. We are like the new Minutemen. Then on wait, wait. <laughs> they were like, our protest isn't working, so our new protest is we're going to leave? <laughs> no, like they have to be ready to leave to like descend on the city. Oh, to occupy. okay. Okay. I thought you meant go like, just go away. Like they were like, okay, next we're going to steal away in the dead of night. Like, well, that, that isn't what they meant. Um, however, oh, <laughs> before we get to that, uh, one of the leaders of the group, he, they were asked like, what's your, like, what's your plan? What are you guys doing? And he was like, we have no exit strategy. We are here to stay. That was on Wednesday. On Friday, uh, the People's Convoy announced or put out a press release that said, the People's Convoy declares victory and announces its conclusion of the National Convoy. Uh, any convoy and protest activity from this time forward is done on an individual basis and is not representing the People's Convoy. We're exiting the Hagerstown Speedway within seven days. End quote. Uh <laughs> They literally like they got back to DC and then they said, we're not going anywhere. And then the next day they were like, all right, we're done. <laughs> I mean, that checks out. So this is, that came from the leadership of the convoy, but the members, like the people in the convoy, the dark MAGA, the dark MAGA, the dark convoy, they were very upset. The dark convoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> They were like, so the leadership has been driving around in this like super nice luxury RV, uh, but the, you know, the, all the other members are just in like random trucks or whatever. So they were outside of this RV, like screaming at these people and the cops came and these, the, the convoy members asked the cops to arrest the leadership. The cops were like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love this because this is a story about people who want everything to be even shittier than it is, not <laughs> understanding how anything works. It's it's truly fa fascinating. Like, it's amazing. I think all of this stuff when you when we talk about a dark maga and you talk about these trucker guys, I think the the Americans you know the American story is that. Uh, we can each uh, make a difference and pull ourselves up from the bootstraps. I think these guys like our heroes in their own heads. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it is all just really sad to me because um, <clears throat> we all are losers. Uh, and uh, the only way we could change anything is this country is by banding together as the working class. So it does bum me out. These, these guys are just like losers, but they're our brothers. And yeah. uh, it's just sad. Like this, this is really sad to me. My mom is an evangelical Christian and like 
she like mainstreams Fox News and and the Christian station and stuff. And uh, she always thinks she's a pro. She thinks she's a prophet and she thinks God's going to use it to do, do big things every year. And it just reminds me of all of this bullshit. Yeah, it, it, it is sad. Like, you know, there's a lot of hate that comes out of these people. But like, you know, just on a human level, like it, 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 you're right. It is sad. Like these people really think that they're like, when you understand that what they're doing is coming from a place of fear, like even though outwardly they're being angry and hateful, like they're just scared. They're sad, scared, fucking miserable people that think that the only way that they can get a decent standard of living is by like. Up. driving around in a truck. I don't know. <laughs> Oppressing someone else. Listen, once again, I said it before and I'll say it again. Go to therapy. <laughs> Get, you know, these people in these fucking, this truck convoy, like y'all are the motherfuckers that have the shit. Like you have health insurance at your job. That's why you don't care if other people have health insurance. Use that shit. Go to therapy. Get some help. That's it. I I, I don't think a lot of truckers are independent contractors. Oh, I don't think they do have. <laughs> but, but okay. So, so here in the U S this is not, th these are not, I'm sorry. These are not truckers like semi truck drivers at this point that when we say trucker convoy, we're talking at this point about like pickup trucks. We're actually talking about a few minivans. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a few minivans in the trucker yeah, convoy. Like, I'm just not, like, how humiliating! Can I'm not you even be? saying that to be funny. Like that is the facts of the situation. So, so we're not talking necessarily about specifically truckers. This is like yeah. a lot of the same kind of people who were like, reopen the states, right to work, like that. That line and like i think the i think it's undeniable that anybody that can take off work and drive around in any kind of vehicle for a couple months is probably pretty fucking wealthy like these they haven't gone to work in it's i think they started at like the beginning of the year or something right like, a lot of the that, like, that is not a working class person that can take five months off to drive around in their fucking shiny truck a lot of the a lot of the like how do you have time to be at a black lives matter protest on a tuesday afternoon a lot of that camp is uh driving around out there and that's ugh. well there's what is the, are there like 20 of them what's left it's we, i i wasn't able to get any numbers like it, it it was never that many. Like they, they said that their plan was to like l shut down DC because of all the traffic, but there was never enough vehicles to do that. Like, it was never organized enough for that either. Like at least whenever they did it in Canada, it was like organized to a point and there was sufficient numbers where they actually did cause chaos and like fuck shit up for people. But there was just never enough to do that here. Like, like I said, like most of what they did was drive around on the DC DC Beltway just sitting in traffic, pissing their pants. Fucking idiots. My dad was really worried about them. They yeah, I when they came out to California, I don't know if you remember, they were supposed to like stop the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, and yeah. So, yeah. So my <laughs> dad was really on your side, you <laughs> <laughs> my dad was really worried about wait, it. Wait, they wanted to stop the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes. Fuck, even a broken clock is right twice a goddamn day. <laughs> My dad was like, they're going to stop the Super Bowl. And my dad was scared. I was like, dad, truckers love football. They're not going to do this. And he was like, you're right. You're <laughs> they're right. not. Yeah. They, something got lost in translation there. They're not stopping the Super Bowl. They're stopping for the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> they, found, they found a great little place with a wing buffet and no mask oh, restrictions. Wing buffet. Ew. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god, ew. Look, I live my life in a way that can it is essentially just to challenge any place that says all you can eat. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say where the trucker convoy goes from here, considering that they announced that it's over, but like all the people were like, no, it's not over. So we'll see. It's just, you know, one of those stories that for whatever reason won't go away. The good news is that for anyone that wants it to continue, they can just, they can just sit out there in DC traffic for as long as they want. (laughs) They can keep it going. Put a flag on your Kia Rio and get out there. (laughs) <laughs> not the key of Rio. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of stories that won't go away covid coronavirus steve we talk about covid every week on here do you understand how demoralizing it is to pay attention to covid numbers every week it's uh we're sure sur- we're surging again right we're surging we have got we have hit the official surge s- surge pricing portion of covid i don't know that doesn't make any sense so uh this week we crested over on average a hundred thousand cases every day in the united states of course that is by all accounts a dramatic uh dramatic underrepresentation because the majority of case uh majority of testing is just at home testing that doesn't get counted anywhere um they're saying that it could easily be at least 7 to 10 times higher than what the numbers are which even if we'll say conservatively five times higher that's a half a million cases every day we are in the middle of like a gnarly covid wave and nobody even knows about it. it's a secret wave you got to be on you got to have I don't know. It's the dark wave. It's the dark wave. <laughs> Fuck. It's the COVID dark web. <laughs> um, hospitalizations are up 23% from two weeks ago. Uh, the CDC announced this week that parts of the country should really consider doing indoor mask mandates again. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Steve, you guys out in LA, you you took COVID pretty serious, huh? <laughs> no. I mean, there's I some parts of- out there. Nobody cared. Yeah. 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 No, no, it's it's not like that. And people really don't care anymore. I I work at a bar called the Chatterbox in Covina, which is uh, about 20 mi- miles uh, outside of L.A. proper. And uh, nobody gives a shit out there um, like we couldn't get them to mask up. We had a mask mandate and uh, my bar tried to enforce it for one week. Yeah. And uh, we lost 80 percent of our business. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So my boss is very vehemently about uh, he's like, we're going to do the mandate. You know, fuck these people. If they don't like it, they don't come here. And uh, one week, literally 80 percent of our business dropped. And uh, yeah, so I just came in the next week and I was like, what the fuck should we do? And it was like, I, you know, I guess, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's very people don't care. They do not give a shit. Hmm. Well, that's refreshing here. We uh, The last time we had somebody from L.A. on, they were like, no, people take it seriously here. And I'm like, we haven't had masks on inside since like December 2020. <laughs> like, No, yeah. you know, I, I think we were during the surge. People were uh, pretty serious like that happened in February. Mm-hmm. But after that surge, no one no one's really mad. I mean, we ended our mask mandate right when the surge started again. It didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Um, but I think people are truly um on the other side of this thing like this is just how life is going to be now Mm -hmm. people are just going to get sick from an easily preventable disease all the time and sometimes they'll die it's fine Um, yeah and and, you know it's it's just people have really made peace with it. it it is again very upsetting to keep watching these numbers go up and down and then up again and 
just, nobody fucking cares. It's, yeah. But it's that same thing. Like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like once people are told they can take their masks off, they're never going to put them back on again. Right. Right. And like now that we're on to like naming COVID variants like Elon Musk's and Grimes children. Um, <laughs> BA.1.12.1.X. Yeah. Dot dot wing. <laughs> to make it too hard for people to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I, I think like that's a conscious effort to push it out of the forefront. Even for even further to push it further out of people's minds. Um, even like just right now, someone in my close personal life, uh, their spouse has COVID and it's their child's birthday. And they were like, um, okay, so we canceled the birthday party for like the friends, like the kids' friends. But if the family still wants to come over, um, we're still going to do the family party. So the birthday is not ruined. And like my spouse will just stay upstairs. And I was like, you want your fan, the, the COVID doesn't care if it's your family or your friends. Yeah. Like yeah. COVID doesn't give a fuck who it is at the house. Number one, number two, like you, you are just knowingly like, you're like, yeah, this person who lives here has COVID and is going to be home. Come over. <laughs> We'll keep their air upstairs. Seriously? And yeah. then like was the person was offended that uh that like people didn't didn't want to come. I do think that's one thing that's changed for the better is out here for sure if somebody has covid uh, nobody gets mad at you canceling things anymore. Yeah. If you could just you could just lie and say you have covid and nobody will get mad. Um but I I do think that's nice especially uh about people not getting offended anymore, that you can get cancel things. Even if you just think you're sick, everyone gives you a pass. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, well, the good news is, uh, oh, sorry, not good news. There is a new pandemic that it might be brewing. Uh, have you heard of monkeypox? I've heard of this, it. It's that new shit. But it's that new shit. I've heard of it, but only because my husband keeps like saying monkeypox to me. <laughs> and I just like. Just, just shut up. So it's relatively now, it, small. Cur, cur, <laughs> my, my gay friend, who's a hilarious comedian and comedy writer named Jonathan Sertorau, just sent me this. Is is it be starting off as a, a gay disease? That's what he led me to believe. Oh, well, yeah, they're saying so monkeypox. There's like a hundred and some cases worldwide. It's very small, but um, like a, a epidemiologist was like, said something like with this current outbreak, it it seems to be spreading much more easily than this disease typically spreads. Like normally like monkeypox is like a fact of life in some portions of the world and just like certain climates or whatever. Uh, but it's, it's something that's like usually pretty rare, uh, but it's also pretty fatal. So like it just kills people sometimes, but now it's like spreading. It's in like most of Europe has at least a couple reported cases. There's one in the United States and they're saying they're not sure why it's spreading more than it or quicker than it normally does. And one of the theories is that it's from like skin to skin contact, which is why you know, they're running with, or, or there's some people that are saying like, oh, this is a sexual thing. Also, the disease causes lesions, like blisters that rip open and shit. And normally it'll happen like all over your body, but at least with a lot of the cases that they've seen of this strain or whatever, it's all on the genitals. 
So maybe that is like leading into some people saying like, oh, this is a, you know, just the next, uh, you know, disease for promiscuity or whatever. So I don't know. I don't think that there's any or excuse me, enough like information available to make any kind of like actual assessment. And there's just enough to like get people that hate gay people to be like, ah, this is the new gay plague. Like it's just enough. People latch onto stuff like well, that. Well, and every news outlet has to has to break every story. And like it's like, okay, but could you get the story before you break the story? Because mm-hmm. we're doing the same shit that we did with COVID, which is flinging around like conjectures and half truths and assumptions. And it's it's already confusing. Confusing yeah. people. There's a few doctors that were like, if this becomes a pandemic, I'm quitting. Like I I'm not doing this again. No. And uh, yeah, it'd be pretty wild if we had a second pandemic within two years of the first one that has happened in 100 years, you know? Time is a flat circle. Mm. The pandemic has always been happening. You know what else is a flat circle, Deanna? (laughs) Pizza. That shit's delicious. You know what else is a flat circle? Oh, geez. (laughs) Fucking coasters, dude. (laughs) You still have that drink on my great-grandmother's table. I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I would get up and move it, but I'm scared I'd unplug it. Also, it's room temperature, so it's not condensating. It'll be fine. So Condensating? Con- isn't that a word? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm trying to like figure out if it's a word or not in my head. We don't have enough information. We're trying to break, <laughs> we're trying to break the story on whether or not condensating is a word, and we haven't done the research. Condi- <laughs> this podcast is nothing but condensation misinformation. Let's move on. <laughs> Our next story. This one was fucking insane. Uh, George Bush this week was giving uh, George W. Bush for those who are wondering was giving a speech at the George Bush University or some bull. I don't oh, fucking I loved know this. I did see this one. He was talking about, you know, the situation in Ukraine with Russia. And he specifically was saying about how Russian elections are rigged. Steve, did you see the video of this? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy I get to be the person to tell you. So he's talking. About- oh, wait, you're talking about the George Bush. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. I fucking saw this. <laughs> okay, Who did see say. this? Yeah. Um, so he's talking about how the uh, uh, Russian elections are rigged. And he goes, this is a quote. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia in the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I mean, Ukraine. <laughs> and then he said, <laughs> Iraq, too. Like he said it under his breath. But like, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> and then I like that he was like. Shut up, I'm 75. Like, dude, no. I love that, though, because you know what? I feel like Biden could save a lot of face if he was like, "Ah, I'm 87. Like, (laughs) back off. Like, George George Bush was literally just like, yeah, I'm an old man, and you you keep putting me up here. And (laughs) he's like, I wasn't great when I was a young man, and now I'm old. Like, I don't know what y'all want. Sorry. (laughs) You expect me to come up here and talk about a brutal, unjustified invasion and not accidentally mention Iraq? Come on. You know what you got bringing me in here. Listen, listen. He was like, I heard that the Catholics do confession, so I'm going to try it real quick, and just in case I die, then I can go to heaven. I'm going to say a Hail Mary about about it and, and move on. Yes. Uh, that's, you know, it's a good strategy. Uh, this was just, it, it was really incredible. Like, 
No, it was disgusting because like the room full of people, they all laughed. They were like, hell yeah, he said the thing. Fuck yeah. Nothing matters. Nobody cares. Well, it's a consensus amongst everyone now. Yeah. Do do Republicans still try to act like it was okay for us to invade Iraq? Do we know? I don't think so. I know Donald Trump was like calling it a big mistake. And I think that the thing about like, you know, hypocrisy doesn't really mean anything anymore like people constantly contradict themselves and still get elected it doesn't really matter the way that i think it used to but like republicans just literally say whatever's in front of them like whatever works best for them in the moment like and it doesn't matter there's no repercussions like you know mitch mcconnell whenever uh antonin scalia died he was like we can't put somebody on the supreme court this close to an election and then when ruth Bader ginsburg died he was like we gotta do it we gotta do it. <laughs> like there's it no matter. other way right they say what serves them in the moment and if you try to call them on something that they said previously they're just like yeah i didn't say that so like i think a lot of republicans do say things along the lines of like the iraq war was a mistake or like you know we shouldn't have invaded we shouldn't have spent so much money doing that or like lost american lives but then those same republicans vote in favor of sending 50 billion dollars to ukraine for to like blow up russians or whatever so like the the fact that they say that that war was unjustified does not mean that they're going to rethink their approach to any future wars. It just means that they know saying that war was unjustified is popular. Yes, and I, I mean, it, who can, I, Democrats vote, uh, for, you know, vote for all that shit too. Mm-hmm. So who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. There is no anti-war party. Like it just doesn't exist. Every- I'm going to throw an anti-war party. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of party favors are you going to have? bombs <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh, chairs jalapeno poppers <laughs> um, jalapeno poppers yeah you know we brought you a good guy with a chair but wait till you see <laughs> that's what pop the trunk means it's full of jalapeno poppers honestly i'm even more interested than i was before hell yeah dude i mean as a fat man i can't really think of anything more incredible than somebody popping a trunk <laughs> loaded full of jalapeno poppers i'm in baby the the wheel well where like the spare used to go is just full of fucking ranch like fuck yeah dude. <laughs> Ew. yeah it's gross i imagine like hitting a pothole with like <laughs> disgusting <laughs> all right let's let's get into our next story i uh, just want to briefly talk about impending doom uh or more impending doom i guess this week the stock market had its worst day since 2020 uh with both the dow and the s p 500 dropping at least four percent now i know you're thinking at home what does those words mean i don't really know uh but i think it's bad the ceo of goldman sachs this week said that a recession is probably coming and he said quote if i was the owner of a business i'd be preparing for it if I was the average consumer, I'd be preparing for it. End quote. It feels it feels like they know that shit's about to get bad again. And I think we all kind of feel it that something bad is coming or that things are gonna get even worse. And it just seems like nobody in power is like trying to do anything to stop it. And they're just gonna let it happen and then blame the other party. Um, sort of. The other thing is that we're in a position right now where there actually like aren't any good good options. Like there's not something that doesn't spell one variety of doom or another, which is like, you know, 
what happens when a flawed system is pushed to the point of collapse. Like we're now, we've put too many, like we've wrapped too many band-aids around too many things. Like we've duct taped together too many matchsticks and tried, (laughs) tried to like call it a framework that, that, you know, the whole thing is going to fucking go up. Yeah, I mean, as long as, as as we can't be critical of the system, which nobody seems to be willing to to do, uh, yeah, it, it's there's nothing there's nothing to do except for extreme change, and it's not like the powers that be are going to make those changes, right? Because like, if they were to give another, like, say they were to give another stimulus, that would just be printing more money and pushing inflation faster. Like, they they there's nothing for them to like pump into the market. If they try to bail out banks, we saw what happened the last time they did that. You know, there's not really like, like literally unless the government was like, okay guys, we did it wrong and we're going to stop and y'all can come up with something new. Do it now. I guess when I say that, like, it seems like nobody's doing anything. What I'm, what I'm really saying is that like, it seems like they're like really, really hedging their bets that things will just kind of balance out on their own, which is like, it worries me a lot because it's essentially like just putting so much stock into like, well, hopefully things will turn out okay. When if they don't, like if there is some kind of huge crash, like this country is already so close to becoming like a fully fascist state that like if like if we have another Great Depression, we're not coming out of it with a new deal. We're coming out of it with like a new Hitler. Like there's there's no way around it. Like if people are if 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 everything falls apart, people are going to start just wanting to kill everyone. And, uh, it just seems so short-sighted that, that, you know, you know what you do, you go out, you get yourself a quality, a heavy duty, a serious, but lightweight folding chair. (laughs) And you reinforce that son bitch and you take it with you everywhere. Do swinging practice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not a, even a pessimistic person, but I don't see how we get out of fascism at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, don't, we're just going. Yeah. 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 Um, well, the good news, Joe Biden's on it this week. He announced a new nominee for supervision of the federal reserves crypto division, a guy named Michael, <laughs> Michael Barr, who is personally invested in over 80 tech companies, including some crypto companies. <laughs> I know who should run the asylum. It's the inmates. Dear diary, the call is coming from inside the house. Joe Biden also this week uh, invoked the Defense Production Act in order to ramp up baby formula production. Uh, We talked about that last week, how all of a sudden uh, there's like shelves, uh, stores have empty shelves where the baby formula should be. And it's all because... Like th- there was like a, a basically a monopoly for manufacturing baby formula that they just like kind of let go unchecked. And then one company had like an outbreak of disease or a bacteria and they had to shut it down. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's not enough food to feed all the babies uh, that we claim to care about so much. What is interesting about this is this week, uh, Pete Buttigieg when, went on Face the Nation and he said what I think is maybe one of the most honest things I can remember a politician saying where he said, uh, quote, let me be very clear. This is a capital, a capitalist country. The government does not make baby, baby formula, nor should it companies make formula. Starving babies is 
just the cost of the free market. End quote. I actually, that was not a direct quote. I forgot to write half of it down. <laughs> but he what? did say something like starving babies is the cost of the free market. Something like that. Which is like, they usually don't say things like that. Like, that's actually kind of an honest assessment of what capitalism does. Yeah, but that's just it. Like, we are at the point in The Wizard of Oz where we have realized that it's just a guy behind a curtain. And, like, for a second, the guy was embarrassed. And then, like, now the guy is like, well, anyways, I'm going to get in this hot air balloon and fuck y'all. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, Pete Buttigieg, is just, he was just shouting that from the basket of his hot air balloon. He doesn't give a fuck. It's strange to see them just telling us, hey, this is how it is. Go fuck yourself. But, I mean, I've said this before. They're just now admitting to things that we already knew. Mm -hmm. And to some extent, I like, I appreciate it. Like, okay, it's 2022. I don't have time for the lies. Yeah. If you're going to be a piece of shit, just admit it. Yeah. In other news, Joe Biden this week uh, reversed a Trump order uh, and sent hundreds of U.S. troops back into Somalia. Isn't that fun? He's like, hey, Trump got rid of the troops being in Somalia. I'm not Trump. I'm going to put the troops back in Somalia. Uh, this is... I Why? Well, they, they had an election that was, like, contested. You know, Somalia has uh, Al-Shabaab, which is, like... An, uh, an alleged terrorist group that's like supposedly linked to Al Qaeda. I don't know. You, you, whenever we talk about Ukraine, I always say that like it's hard to trust any of the news that we get about it because it's all coming from extremely biased pro war people. I feel even more strongly about news that's coming out of Somalia. Like, I don't think anybody's given us honest assessments of what's happening on the ground. They just like Somalia is a very resource rich country. So we want there to be chaos so that we can cash in. That's that's what I fucking think. Well, you know. Starving babies is just the cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. uh, are, is Ukraine full of Nazis? What's up with people saying that? There, I meant to look this up. There is like some divisions of the army. It's not like an entirely Nazi country, but there is like, you know how there's American militias like the Oath Keepers or the Three Percenters, like crazy people with guns that are super white supremacist. Basically, yes. Ukraine had the same kind of thing and then just incorporated them into their military. So <laughs> that's why it's not like every Ukrainian soldier is a Nazi, but they're like completely w like fighting alongside the Nazis. Um, I think it's called the Azov Battalion is like the name of that, that group or whatever. So it's not that it's like... I've seen some people say, like, Ukraine's a bunch of Nazis. It's not that simple, but it's not entirely wrong. Like, they are, you know, people are like, they couldn't have Nazis. They have a Jewish president. I'm like, do we not have racist when we had a black president? That's not how that works. Like, yeah. Right. I, uh, so there is some truth to it, but it's not all Nazis. But uh, it's definitely some. It's definitely some. And uh, the good news is, is that by all assessments, they don't know what percentage of their military it is. Uh, well, I mean, we have a bunch of white supremacists in our military, too, right. correct? Yeah. The other thing is, like, again, just on an individual level, you can sympathize for and empathize with and be compassionate for the citizens of the Ukraine without necessarily, like, supporting a military that knowingly was like, yeah, let's do Nazi. Like, let's do Nazi stuff. That's cool. Like, you can you can say, like, yes, the citizens of this country don't deserve to be the victims of this international conflict. And in that way, you can stand with Ukraine without being like, ah, yes, I co-sign every action of the Ukrainian military. 
Sure. I'm just thinking about the $40 billion that we just agreed to give to them, though. Oh, yeah, no. Some of that will give Nazis rocket launchers, but not all of it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> See, and the thing is, that's great about not knowing what percentage is Nazis is we don't know what percentage of the money is going to Nazis. And that lets Americans sleep at night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to say like uh, systemically, again, it's fucked. But on an individual level, people being like, how can you say you support Ukraine? They're full of Nazis. It's like, OK, I can say that, like, people shouldn't be getting bombed while they're, like, trying to do their homework. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, you know, there are Nazis there, but there's also, like, a bunch of regular people just trying to fucking go to work and live their lives that are Raise also getting their families, blown up. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we're invading Somalia again. So, yeah. yeah. Well, right. that's, also, that's different because America is <laughs> doing it. We're the good guys. Did, did you not? Did, Do you not know <laughs> that we are the good guys with a gun? <laughs> no, wait. Uh, I'm just uh, breaking news. All of the uh, 700 <clears throat> troops that were sent to Somalia are only armed with chairs. So it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be the Somalian sit down. They're actually hosting, they're hosting a sit down dinner for them. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll end up being a COVID super spreader event too. Cause why not? Fuck it. All the news stories in one folks. We did it. Um, we have, uh, we have to move on to uh, Deanna. You're not going to like this. We've got to talk about Elon Musk. Ooh, I hate his face. <laughs> what do you call him? The melting wax penis boy or something? I don't know. <laughs> I just say that he looks like a half melted, like, like a wax museum figure of himself that got left in the sun and got like <laughs> kind of melty and shiny but then like didn't actually melt like re-solidified mm. but it never goes back to that like <laughs> pre that that state you know yeah. it never goes back to that original like it always retains that weird like shiny softness <laughs> oh god that's so visceral um let me ask you Dina, did you hear any of the elon musk news yet from this week uh okay it sounds like you have so i'm just yeah. gonna go over uh on oh, the problem is actually i just i don't know what was this week and what was last week and what was stuff oh, okay. that was like a joke and well i'll break it down in the order in which events occurred on wednesday elon musk took to twitter and he said that he is unlike last week when Elon Musk just took Twitter, <laughs> tried to take Twitter. Um, <laughs> he he went on Twitter on Wednesday and he said that he is officially ditching the Democratic Party. He's going to vote Republican from now on. And then he followed that up with a tweet that said, in the coming months, you can expect political attacks against me to ramp up. The next day, a story broke where a former SpaceX flight attendant alleges that Elon Musk exposed his penis to her while getting a massage and offered to buy her a horse if she would be willing to do more. He's like, I may not have a horse cock, but I'll buy you a horse. I could buy you a new horse. Uh, <laughs> if you fuck? touch my dick. Yeah, I mean, here's the, here's the thing. I, I've been thinking I about the story really. a lot. <laughs> Is they must. <laughs> Why did we just do that? I don't know. <laughs> These are very serious allegations. Not time to like bastardize a 90s song. But you know what? That's the kind of show you listen to. So it's on you, listener. It's always right to bastardize a 90s song. Please, please, Big Hearn. We've interrupted you with our nonsense. They must have been talking about horses before, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, like he didn't just drop that one out of nowhere. Like, yeah, I mean, they must have. She's, she's massaging him and she's like, ah, I love horses. It's always well, been my that's dream. Worse. That actually, is, <laughs> that actually is weirder. Also, don't victim blame. Don't say no, that no, she was I, asking. Not, she was asking, asking for She was literally, literally you know asking what? for it. You know what? I'm sick. I'm sick of this. <laughs> literally I'm, asking for it. I'm sick to my stomach. How dare I mean, I mean, she for sure. He didn't just offer. You don't offer someone a horse unless they're talking about really wanting a horse. I don't know about that. I don't like this victim blaming. We have no reason to believe that she was asking for a horse. The funniest part about this, the funniest detail is the first time that I read this. I thought that he offered to buy her a house in exchange for sexual favors. And so then after that, I saw a couple people tweeting about horse and I thought the people tweeting about buying her a horse were the ones doing a joke. No, and then it, like finding out that like, oh, he really did offer to buy her a horse. I just, I have so many questions. Like, was he just going to give her the horse? Was it going to be like <laughs> a race horse? Was he going to pay this, the, the, the dressage fees or whatever? Like Dancing I, horse. Listen, if you were the horse girl at your high school, come on the pod. <laughs> I want to know how horses work. <laughs> Um, after, after this story came out now, obviously Elon Musk, he's denying the whole thing. He's saying you know, this is just a political attack. They're making this up. Of course he has millions of fucking idiot fanboys on Twitter. So people are like, Oh yeah, where's the proof? I hate this so much when people say, where's the proof whenever sexual harassment or, you know, sexual assault is alleged. Well, first of all, it's a stupid fucking question because the proof is obviously in the pudding, duh. That's where we keep the proof. <laughs> and this time it's horse pudding. You don't want to go anywhere near that. Ew. No, I hate this so much because Ew, like, why people... does that sound like a euphemism for jizz? It was. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you think horse pudding means, Deanne? Well, after you have monkey pox, you eat tapioca horse pudding. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Anyways um... I don't know what's happening. So um, Elon Musk, he's denying the whole thing. He's saying it's a political attack because the day before that, he said he was no longer going to vote Democrat, which like, oh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty quick for them to come up with this story after the fact. Um, there is obviously not really any way to prove sexual assault unless it's on camera, but there's also like no way to prove sex unless like you have it on camera. People are always like, where's the proof? And it's like, can you prove that you've slept with anyone ever other than like, if you have a kid or a porno? No, like you cannot fucking prove that shit. You just got to take people at their word or just say, you don't fucking believe women. Like there's, that's the only two options. I hate the demand for proof whenever there's like allegations of shit like this. Yeah, um, my my question is this: Is um, does she have to give back the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that she took for the non disclosure agreement? How does that work? Well, that is the one thing that you can prove is that Elon Musk for sure paid her a quarter of a million dollars not to talk about it. Um, she was actually not the source for the story. The source that was uh, reported in the paper was a friend who I guess she talked to about this right whenever it happened before there was an NDA. So. That's why she didn't break her NDA. But Elon, Elon's a pretty big free speech guy, you know. So I imagine that, you know, he believes that free speech, like everything should be allowed to be said. Wow, so I, I but, imagine he'll let her talk now. But like with an NDA, that's some fucking uh, high cost speech right there. He Here's Elon's problem. He believes in free speech. 
but he paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for speech. Uh, you're going about it the wrong way, buddy. He actually paid for the silence. Like maybe that's just it. Free speech, expensive silence. We figured yeah. it out. Costly silence. Uh, so yes, the, the what what blows my mind is the timeline of these events. Like I told you, it, the order in which they happened. So the the tweet that he sent that was. Uh, political attacks will ramp up against me in the coming months. That was posted at 9.20 a.m. The reporter from this story reached out to him that same day at 9 a.m. to ask for comments. So, like, literally, <laughs> he got that phone call that was like, hey, we have this story we're going to run. He got off that phone call and then immediately tweeted, like, uh, I'm going to be a Republican. There's going to be political attacks. And, like, it's so transparently obvious. But, again, he's the richest person in the world, so nothing will fucking happen to him. He has been really enjoying himself, which is probably the most disheartening thing. Uh, he He's laughing off the, the allegations. He's tweeting about how funny the words Elon Gate sound. He's a real piece of shit. Elon Musk, not a friend of the podcast. I would say Certified enemy of the podcast. piece of shit. Certified. You know, here's the thing. Back to what you were saying about, like, the need for proof. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have an issue with people wanting there to be proof that a like I, I get that we can't just be like okay yeah now you're convicted of a crime mm -hmm. with no proof like that sets that also sets a precedent but what bothers me about it is that like no amount of proof is enough like yeah. Brock Turner was in progress of raping someone and got caught and that was not enough proof. So what bothers me about this demand for proof is actually that like, basically it, it's, it's the like, well, I'm just being objective crowd, like demanding that women pour themselves out to just continuously tell us that like, none of that is enough to verify what's happened mm -hmm. to us. And that's where I take issue with the, with the need for proof crowd is because like, they don't actually want proof. They just want to dismiss the problem. Yeah. They just, they just want women to shut up because mm -hmm. they, what, what it actually is, is this, this demand for proof is, is because of what you said. Like you can't necessarily prove anything in this realm. Yeah. And so like, that's the point that they want to make. Like they want to be like, well, stop bringing it up because no amount of proof is ever going to be enough proof for us to believe you. Yeah. No, I have a, I have a loser uh, who's a bar regular and uh, I posted something about this on my Instagram stories. And then he messaged me a bunch of different like bull bullshit. But a lot of it too was, one of his arguments was, uh, you know, when you work with powerful people, this is just the cost of doing business. Uh, and then he ended Ooh. it. Yeah. 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 And he said, you know, he's a chef and a cook. And he said, I know there's some situations where, you know, I'm going to be treated poorly, but I take it because that's part of the job. These are just bad arguments. And then at the end, he did bring up the I'm just going to wait for the proof to come out. Like, I just want to I want the final. I'm just waiting for all the evidence. And, you know, he's a fucking idiot. Well, that's just it is like. I've seen it in so many industries, you know, not just this is the cost of doing doing business with powerful people, but really in, in so many industries, exploitation is a part of like the growth model. And then like, especially as a woman, then like when you get to where you were going, you're like, I have weathered this exploitation and I have arrived. They're like, yeah, you fucked your way to the top. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, 
wait a minute. No, you fucked me to the top. Like, I didn't want to fuck anyone. I just wanted to be at the top. But y'all said I had to fuck. And like, what what was I going to do? Then you made me sign an NDA about it. Like, the fuck? Yeah. And nobody ended up getting a horse. That's the real. Anyways. <laughs> Um, yeah, so fuck Elon Musk to death. We have one more uh, bad story, and then I do. I try to get a little bit of good news to end the show with every week, Steve. Um, we've got some this week. But before we get to the good news, I want to talk about a story that I do not really understand, but also think might be the official beginning of the end of the United States of America. Come on this journey with me. This is a lot to listen to a guy who doesn't know what he's talking about. As you said to me outside before, it's not about (laughs) the journey. It's about the destination. So can you just fast forward to the part where all of this is fucking over? Yes. So, uh, well, that is kind of what's happening is that we are hitting fast forward on the downfall of America. So... On Wednesday, a Fifth Circuit court in Texas ruled in a case uh, where somebody is fighting the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. Basically, the ruling from this Fifth Circuit court said that key powers of the SEC are unconstitutional. Basically, what they're doing, the argument that they're making is they're saying in order for this government body to enforce regulations, they must take companies to trial for each individual regulation. Essentially, they're saying, like, you can't make companies follow rules that there hasn't been a legal case over. So it's going to be appealed, but then it goes to the Supreme Court. Like, this is only one step. I think it's only one step below the Supreme Court. So if this gets up to the Supreme Court, what this does is it sets a precedent, not just for the SEC, but the ability of, like, any government agency to enforce any kind of regulations could be wiped out, like, with the flick of a switch. Like, be it the the FDA, the EPA, all of these government bodies, all these regulators, they, they function on a system where they, like, they make the regulations and then companies have to, you know, try to follow them or, like, you know, fucking skirt the rules or, like, bend the, like, whatever. But, like, that's the order of events things have always happened is the 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 regulators make the rules and then the companies have to try and follow them. But now it'll be like the regulators announce the rules and then the companies have to sue for each individual rule. So like every regulation could be essentially thrown out overnight and then these regulatory bodies will have to go to court for each individual law or for each individual regulation, which could take decades but also like it's insane to me because what any of these hearings are going to come down to in reality is like the regulatory body being like if we don't enforce the rule this is like what the negative impact of letting this happen will be and the company is going to be like this this is what the financial impact Mm -hmm. of following this rule will be and then like the judge is going to decide if, again, are we doing starving children or are we doing pay cuts? Like, what, what, what do we, what lane are we going in here? And again, because like these huge corporations are able to drag things out in court over the course of years and years, if this ends up at the Supreme Court and if they rule on it and if they strike down 
you know, if they determine that regulatory agencies enforcing rules is unconstitutional, that like wipes everything out in an instant. And there's nothing that anybody can do about it because it's all unelected fucking Supreme Court justices. Yep. It's fun. We're having fun. You were saying you hope we speed up and just get there. I think this might be the thing that really does it. Yeah, but here's the thing. When I said I hope we speed up and get there, I meant like I don't want to go there. Like, oh. I, was, <laughs> oh, like, I want to blink and then like wake up in my grave. She, she wants to kill herself. Yeah. <laughs> I just look. It's she not told you, Steve. <laughs> I know. I it's believe her even, now. Listen to me. I'm going to be real clear. I don't want to kill myself, but if I was dead, I wouldn't fucking care. Also, I'm not really cut out for social collapse. Like, I'm not cut out for the end times. I'm not fast. I'm not agile. I was 20 minutes late for something in my own house. I'm not <laughs> sneaky. I'm, I, I, take four psych medications every day. I can't see without my glasses. I'm allergic to the air. I use an inhaler. Like I cannot, I am not equipped to go out into like a collapsed world and make my way. So if this is what's happening, then like, let me die while I can still shave my fucking legs. Okay. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, it's scary. I'm not trying to be given post-apocalyptic haircuts, okay? <laughs> I don't even know, like, I would have to go, yeah, no. Do they have any need for uh, not very good at comedy comedians in the post-apocalypse? Because I think I might be safe. Yeah, I think they call that the USO. <laughs> 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 the former USO. Um yeah, so again, like, this is a very complicated thing. I don't really understand it, but, like, I've read a few things from people that are much smarter than me that, like, the precedent that this could set really just wipes out our country's ability to enforce any kind of rules on anybody with money. And that I love that. I mean, here's the thing. Once again, we just have arrived at a point where, like, okay, well, let's just admit how shitty we are. Because... We were, quote unquote, enforcing these rules, but we weren't. Mm -hmm. And even when we were, they weren't being followed. So, like, at this point, I guess just admit it. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you know, now, now that the Supreme Court is stacked with these, like, hand-picked, like, uh, Republican cronies, like, these, a couple of them just straight-up evil, um, it's just going to speed up things, the you know, the collapse of our country or, or some of these institutions, which, you know, some people would argue need to be they need to be collapsed. If we're start, still talking about the Constitution as some sacred uh, object and they didn't count women or black people or brown people as whole people. What the fuck are we doing anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just it. We haven't known what we were doing for a very long time. And frankly, that is a great summary of this podcast. Uh, as I said, <laughs> uh, we do have a bit of good news to end on. Uh, it feels, it feels. Oh wait, <laughs> us fast forwarding to the end times wasn't the good news. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's. It might be a bit of a, a strange uh, switching of gears to go from here's how it's all falling apart to, but on the brighter side. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Again, you know what show you're listening to. So we do have a bit of good news. This week, the United States Soccer Federation finally reached a deal that balances pay between the men's and women's U.S. soccer team. With this new contract, all revenue from the World Cup and all endorsements will be split 50-50 between the men's team and the women's team. Um, 
this is something I've kind of been like vaguely following for the last few years because like the men's U.S. soccer team is terrible and like never makes even like the qualifiers for the World Cup and the women's soccer team like wins the World Cup and shit and they get paid like $26,000 a year or something like that. Um, so they finally like this has been going on a while. They finally won and now all the money is just getting split equal between the two teams. Yeah, but I wonder if like like I wonder how split equal between the two teams is going to pay out for player pay scale. How do you mean? I mean, inside of any team. Like, oh, like how much each individual player will get paid or whatever? Right. Just like we pay taxes to the government and like we want them to use them for schools, but instead they use them for war. It's like, great. Are they going to be splitting the money and then just like paying like a coach or like the team manager, like are, are they going to be paying like administrative people uh, of the team more and still shortchanging the women? Are they going to continue? Are they going to like hold that money and be like, this is team money, blah, blah, but it's not necessarily like pay money. Like I will say that, um, I don't know exactly how it works in soccer, but neither. So I'm, mo- I'm genuinely US, asking most U S sports do have like, at least like somewhat strong players unions that I don't think would like, Oh, we, we got all, we got 50% of the revenue and it's all going to the coach. I don't think they would let that happen. Um, but huh, I don't fucking know. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's uh it's getting split, but I, I would think it would be split between the players because like the U S women's soccer team fucking kicks ass, dude. Um, you know, there are legitimate superstars on it and nobody knows a single player on the men's U S soccer team. I just made that up. Maybe they do. I don't fucking know. Steve, don't you know, know any soccer players? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, and I have friends that are big soccer fans, though. And, yeah, the U.S. men's team is no good right now. I know one player on the women's, Megan Rapinoe. She might even not be on it anymore. Mm-hmm. But that is that is so many more than the players on the men's team. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's good. This is what they wanted and they fucking got it. I like how you were like, here's the good news. And I was like, wait, but but tell us how it's bad news. I don't don't think it is. I just don't. I I (laughs) so I'm so hesitant to believe. Oh, the bad news is that this is happening. uh, This this historic win for women's soccer is happening at the downfall of American society as a whole. So (laughs) the bad news is the pay will be equal, but the dollars will be worthless. Excellent. There it is. Um, Well, yeah, that's the news, folks. Steve. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming on. This is really fun. I'm glad I finally got to hang out with you. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I got to get out to Pittsburgh. I hear it's uh, it's having a real uh, renaissance right now. I mean, it's pretty cool. I have fun. People here. like it. No, no I, I hear people really like it, that it's really popping. Yeah, um, I can. Uh, I'm not very good at comedy, but I can harass the shit out of people to come to shows. So if you want to come out and tell some jokes, I'll get some butts and seats, baby. We'll have fun. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. You're welcome. Um, You want to plug your show or tell people where to find you and stuff? Sure. You can find me at Big Hern on Twitter, Hernia on Instagram. I'm out here in L.A. I have a weekly show at the Chatterbox in Covina that's been going on since 2010. That's really great on Sunday nights at nine. Come check it out if you're in the area. You'll love it. I promise. Hell yeah. I endorse that. Um, Deanna, do you endorse anything? (laughs) As usual, I endorse nothing. 
yeah, no, I, I'm just out here. I'll be here, just waiting, <laughs> just shaving my legs and and waiting. Shaving her legs till she can't do it anymore. Yeah, you know, actually, that, I don't even know why I brought that. My laser hair removal. I don't even grow leg hair. I have been Wait, ready. What? I have been ready. You're apocalypse ready, dude. I'm ready. You know how like in in when people are like, and in these apocalypse shows, like what women are just hairless. Like okay, well, like, that's I've tweeted that like a yeah, week ago. Okay, but like, <laughs> why'd you do that voice for me? Because that do be how you sound sometimes. Wow. Um, I just, you know, I I know there could be an apocalypse, so I got mm-hmm. everything lasered off. Fair enough. Anyway, so I won't be shaving my legs. I'll just, uh, I guess I'll just be over here wearing pajamas and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, I will be everywhere, but especially on Twitter at Andrew Hillary US. The show is at Worst Week Yet. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash Worst Week Yet. And if you have any questions, concerns, complaints, or criticisms, please email us, worstweekyet at gmail.com. Don't email me any criticisms. (laughs) Only email if they're Andrew-specific concerns. Yeah. Um, Don't email me criticisms. (laughs) There is nothing you can tell me that I haven't already thought. Fuck yeah. Well, this uh, thank you again for listening. We will be back next week with more bad news.